0: Lisa, what are you rebelling against?
1: What do you got? Hello and welcome to the Star Wars Rebels Without a Cause podcast. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, representing EU purists everywhere, is uh, Nick Jew. Hey, everybody. And representing uh, people who fell asleep uh, during the movie or something. I don't know. Uh, Dwight Snyder. Hey. I think I'm going to try to like come up with clever things that you're representing, especially Dwight, but I'm not going to th- I'm not going to think ahead of time. So, so it's going to be improv improv. Some weeks it's going to be very good and most weeks it's it's not. Excellent. But but that's that's okay cuz I figure that's part of podcasting. Nick, you will learn this if you ever listen to podcasts. Uh people think they're funny and they're not. Anyway, so we watched uh, the Star Wars uh, Spark of Rebellion movie. Uh, They released it on Disney XD, uh, the Watch Online streaming service thingy, uh, a few days, or a week early. Uh, It is premiering on Friday, so if you're listening to this, it probably premiered two or three weeks ago um, because I'm slow, apparently. Uh yeah so uh so first first reactions nick go
0: Uh it seems like a lot of fun. I wasn't a fan of the the original Clone Wars TV show at least the the first season which is so far all I've managed to get through which Kendall tells me is the worst season. But I don't know. I'm not sure I'm I want to watch any more after watching the first one. But You're this sure. this show seems um just much better put together The voice acting in particular uh, impressed me, especially how well everything seemed to flow together and how well I think the directing was done. Specifically, props for whoever the voice actress is for Hera. I'm not really sure of the name right now. As far as the story goes, I'm a fan.
2: Flipping through
1: the magazine.
0: Yes, candles flipping through the magazine. I don't know if uh, you can hear that through the microphone excellent anyway those are my first impressions Dwight what do you have for us
2: I enjoyed it I always enjoy anything they't doing with space Star Wars yes
0: <laughs> and that's the everyman yes. <laughs>
2: enjoyed it I want to I, see more
1: I thought you were just gonna say I always enjoy everything just end it there yes um, let's see who is is it because they devoted the entire last issue to Hera they're not do they really not have a thing on Hera? Uh, I am I am flipping through the Star Wars Insider uh the Rebels uh issue that has interviews with every single person ever. Um, Joel Aaron is somebody Steve Bloom is Zeb I liked his voice. I was I was kind of I was afraid because uh I really like Steve Bloom, but I don't think of him as like I think of him as one of those voice actors that just talks in his own voice and he's sort of adopted an accent for this role. But Right.
0: Anyway, Google says that Hera is voiced by Vanessa Marshall.
1: Okay. I couldn't find it. I'm sure. I think it's in there. That sounds familiar. Anyway, so you're like Hera. I feel like I feel like Hera was like the most underdeveloped of all the characters in in this. And then, like building off of a new dawn, like she was not super developed in a new dawn either. Um, but she seems like a cool character. I just I just want to know. I want to know her backstory. I want to know all these characters' backstories. Um, I mean, it's, it's good that they introduced them, that they had them sort of all thrown together as a team, but I want to know all these characters' backstories, um, especially Hera, uh, cause I assume that Zeb, uh, is a ba- is tough. He's probably got some, he probably was a prisoner of war and was rescued, but also fought his way out, killing stormtroopers with his bare hands and, uh uh bis uh, what's the the i want to say bistine but that's sabine. sabine 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 is uh is a mandalorian so you know she probably uh was there just because she sold the most action figures um that's her backstory she sold lots of action figures of herself a time
0: um, honored tradition of cartoons <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so uh so so but yeah i i think I, I personally, I really enjoyed it. I think it's 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 clear that uh, the folks the folks who are doing it uh, clearly they they work they work together a lot. A lot of the folks from Rebels on or, or from Clone Wars are on it, and so they know the they know the the series. It's kind of the best of both worlds because it's it's like it's new. It's a new setting and new characters, so they have all sorts of creative freedom and continuity freedom, uh, but also the uh the people know what they're talking about basically um so some some stick out some scenes that stuck out uh so we have we've Tarkintown which is basically a hooverville um which I thought was an interesting idea although I don't remember what happened in that scene uh but uh what do you guys think of Tarkintown and and how and what do you think Grand Moff Tarkin is going to have to do with it. Dwight, do you know who Grand Moff Tarkin is? No, I do not. Okay. So, um, you know, in A New Hope... Yes. Okay. You know when Vader's like, I find your lack of faith disturbing. And he, and he chokes the guy. Mm-hmm. Grand Moff Tarkin is the old guy that's like, No, don't. Let him go. Oh, okay. Um, And and he's he's sort of been established that he was kind of Vader's friend- he was Anakin 's friend and he 's one of the he 's one of the few people in the galaxy that knows uh, that Anakin Skywalker, and Darth Vader are the same person
0: right he Tarkin asked Vader to stop killing someone and Vader
1: actually did it yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: that should be a pretty big clue of how much Vader had to have respected Tarkin. now to
1: be fair to be fair at that point in uh, in the saga, Vader was not as respected as that 's uh, true
0: he was as, as, just a goon he
1: was, yeah he was he was sort of <laughs> He was this guy that, first of all, he was like broken inside because he was, you know, his wife died and he was in this half machine body that he hated and all this. And he was in constant pain. Uh, but also people just sort of saw him as like nobody cares. Um, that's, why, that's why he was not the villain in Splinter of the Mind's Eye, I believe. Splinter of the Mind's Eye being the... Book the first book that was written, uh, the first expanded universe book, but it was actually written as a like a screenplay for if Star Wars failed, and they wanted to make a TV movie of it. Random history, yeah. Um. So, but yeah, Tarkin. I'm I'm really curious if if they're going to bring him in, if he's if his if the Tarkin book is going to tie into any events in Rebels. Um, Or at least use some of the same settings and things. What do you think, Dwight?
2: I don't know. I've always liked Geonosis.
0: Okay. I suppose in the vaguest roundabout sense, because uh, Poggle the Younger created the Death Star. I was going there, too! And then Tarkin... (laughs) builds the death star. I guess that's kind of related to Tarkin. So so good job Dwight. Good Yay. reference.
1: And and is Poggle the Lesser, I guess Poggle the Lesser building the death star is 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 still canon because he goes our plans for our ultimate weapon and he shows the death star hologram thing in episode 2. Yeah, if if the movies aren't canon, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> well, it's just the thing is I mean the I didn't know that his name was Poggle the Lesser until I listen to a podcast about him so uh he's not exactly the most well-known character yeah, also 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 it contradicts something from, doesn't wasn't somebody else supposed to be the one that was not like wedge's wife or somebody that wedge had a had a romantic affair with supposed to be the one that designed the death star
0: i always thought it was uh sinar personally i thought there was a short story about tarkin stealing it from sinar mm-hmm
1: wasn't because it was like the same person who designed the two deaths, both Death Stars and the Sun Crusher and the World Devastators. Oh, oh, this, yeah. There was an Imperial scientist who
0: who developed a whole bunch of super weapon prototypes out in the Maw installation out by Kessel in, in amongst those black holes. It was
1: because it was uh, it was in I Jedi, right?
0: Yeah, it it was in I Jedi and the X Wing series, I believe, is where they mm-hmm. they rescue her.
1: Yeah, so yeah, which is so a fantastic series
0: of books that every Star Wars
1: enthusiast should read. Maybe she is Poggle the Lesser.
0: That would lead to interesting things involving Wedge's tastes. I'm, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I'm just saying, you know, hey, maybe you know what? Maybe maybe Wedge is actually a um from Geonosis. He's a Geonosian. Uh, but because when they made when they made the movie adaptation of Star Wars, they they couldn't afford uh, you know they couldn't afford to make aliens. So they, that's why all that's why all the characters in them are uh, are white males, right? Humans because they couldn't afford aliens. <laughs> I don't know. I've always, I've always had this idea that that the movies, although they are the most like they're not like the movies are not like. video camming, video camera of events that happened, they are, they're, they're, they're biopics. So, so they're like, so, so that way, you know, so yes, Harrison Ford does play Han Solo, but that doesn't mean Han Solo is not a real person. Uh, uh, For those, for those listening, I'm getting some weird looks from people. Dead silence. Um, but that's how that's how I justify the uh, Greedo shoots first uh, thing because actually, actually Han shot first or Han shot. Greedo didn't shoot at all. Um, but like he, but over the years, the, uh, because he, it was sort of a, prop, a new Republic propaganda campaign to suggest that Han Solo, the hero of the Republic, always had some honor among thieves. And even though he was a scoundrel, he still uh, wouldn't shoot first. Anyway, um, so other key scenes in the show. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So Ezra, I really, I think Ezra is my favorite character. I mean, he's a much—he seems like a much stronger character than Ahsoka, and he sort of fills that same role as the the new like kid character.
0: Right. And as all the other characters seem fairly set in their ways, I think he's going to have the most potential for the show for growth. And basically Mm -hmm. his realization of how the world is, I think is going to run the show pretty heavily, at least for season one.
1: Yeah. He says, what is the force? That was the dumbest line in the whole, in the whole, uh, movie. What is the force? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> like <laughs> followed by what is apparently a rote lesson to all jedi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what oh oh, oh cuz cause he cause he says like a, almost exactly the same thing as what obi-wan would say. Right, right. Right. I thought it was interesting that it wasn't it wasn't word for word. It wasn't. I thought it was. I feel I I'd have to I'd have to like see it written down in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't word for word. Also there's a uh, there's something at the beginning of a new dawn that is that sounds like it's going to be an Obi Wan quote because it's like for over a thousand generations, the Jedi were keepers of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but it, it sort of takes it in a different direction because it tells more information because we've, the prequels exist, you know, as opposed to just saying before the dark times, before the empire. I just realized I've been doing a lot of voices. I don't do voices, but
0: I mean, you have to because it's with quotes. Right. I mean, you can't just you can't just <laughs> give a Yoda quote and not talk like Yoda right. or a Darth Vader line and
1: not even try. Now, speaking of speaking of quotes and stuff. So the first of all the the cube thing was that suppo- do you think that was a holocron or it was <sighs> like something similar? At, initially I thought it was a holocron. But it it looked more like it was just like a text message.
0: Yeah, it it seemed more like an early, like Message Cube of delivery mm-hmm. system that you could only open if you knew the force. If, so it was sort of based on holocron technology, but doesn't have the built in like Jedi advisor, right, right. librarian, gatekeeper, yeah, aspect yeah. to it. Which
1: or it may be that that it's just not on the you know that like the first thing that that was maybe that's how the how the beacon worked was every Jedi has their holocron. And, and so it would just like pop up, you know, that on the first level, like not very much security because it's really important.
0: Right. And it's assumed that Obi-Wan did not have a lot of time to program this thing.
1: Yeah. he was a little bit well, busy. It was, it was just, it was just kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird that it was like this, this one piece of, and 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 also morbid, like the one piece of thing of of, uh, canon's Jedi past. Besides his his uh, his lightsaber, was this sort of holocrony cube that just and he just watched the message over and over again. The Jedi have fallen. The Empire. Blah blah blah. You know. It, it was it was kind of interesting. Uh, it felt a little bit. It felt a little bit like it was shoehorned in there so that they could have that really cool. Right. The, the, see the hologram in the previews.
0: Right. I mean, it could it could maybe lead into. Uh, Kanan has this grudge that he just can't let go of the Jedi Order, and he has this unhealthy obsession with the message that tells him that everything he's known and everything he he's basically loved has been destroyed and crushed. Mm-hmm. And maybe he has a slightly unhealthy outlook on things. After on, that. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. So you're saying you're I'm saying, saying it, like he's gonna- it might
0: be an insight into him maybe not being as okay with things as he shows on the outside right now. And
1: you're, and and you're, and you're thinking, so you're thinking he would have, you're saying a grudge, like you're being a grudge against the empire or just, or a grudge against the Jedi.
0: Not probably not against the Jedi, but against the empire and just against the galaxy who just watched the Jedi go down and did nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who just happened overnight yeah
1: it did plus plus uh you know they heard that the Jedi were turning against them,
0: and yet he might hold a grudge for the fact that they believed it after all yeah, the, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. jedi did
1: yeah that's true they just
0: believed that the Jedi had turned bad
1: although my thought is like there aren't that many jedi like this is right. this is sort of how my my justification of the Jedi going from being this this you know this force of the universe that doesn't even have they don't even have an army they just have the jedi to keep peace um basically the jedi would show there would be some war or something and then a jedi would show up at a planet and just fix everything just just like two jedi would you know not not a not 50 jedi or 100 jedi or whatever like two jedi would show up and they would just fix everything um so probably even when the when the jedi were um, were are commonplace. The average citizen of the galaxy. It's not like it's not like oh yeah, Bob's. Uh, did you hear Bob's son got uh, accepted to the Jedi uh, Temple on Coruscant? You know that it's not like that happens. You know, every, every every few weeks,
0: right? Force sensitives are rare, and for them to get picked up and to put in the Jedi Order is even more uncommon. Mm-hmm. And basically, you have to remember that the Jedi don't get to stay anywhere. So they come, they fix a problem for like a month, and then they leave, and then it goes to crap again. Mm-hmm. Probably fairly fairly quickly and fairly regularly. So I
1: think so I think that combined with the the Empire's propaganda techniques could very easily get to the point where you're like what's the force you know what i don't you yeah. know yeah, this this thing called the force either either people actively don't believe in it, it that they're even though they're familiar with it or um or they're or they just don't even don't even know about it
0: right and what, it'd be it'd be very easy to paint the jedi as some sort of strange cult that basically had this weird fake religion that they mm-hmm. used to trick people into believing in them. right
1: right right and they had all sorts of clout with the Coruscant and the right. hi- and the nobility and everything. What do you think, Dwight? Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry, Dwight. You'll you'll get you'll develop, I think, more opinions as as we go on. I, I know you're Dwight's sort of the new person, but uh, do you, did were there any questions that you as a uh, as a viewer like didn't get?
2: I mean, I understood the storyline from a objective standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get the whole backstory like you guys do from reading the books, but for the most part, I understood the story as mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. it is.
1: Yeah, the books don't matter. You watched Star Wars Episode One. That's the most important movie, right?
2: Well, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I watched it today. But you watched yeah. it today.
1: That's what I mean. Um, <laughs> Star so, Wars Episode One explained a lot. Um, And it made the galaxy bigger. Still not my favorite. Perhaps too
0: much. I mean, explaining too much.
1: Explaining too much. What's the difference between a a Mandalorian and a midichlorian? (laughs) (laughs) Drunk Dwight says stuff. Do you know the difference between a Mandalorian and a midichlorian now, Dwight?
2: A Mandalorian is an alien species, and a midichlorian is the little things inside the blood of the Jedi.
1: Yes. Good job. Good job. We should do uh, we should do Star Wars trivia and and like you and I ask each other like really complicated questions and then we ask Dwight we're like uh, true or false uh, Luke is Darth Vader's
2: son. Well, that's just too easy.
1: Is it was it true or false? It's true. Okay. Good job, Dwight. <laughs> um, what? What, what one-manned starfighter destroyed the executor? or executor as it should be pronounced? Huh, does Nick even know the answer? Wait, what was the question again? What one-manned starfighter dest- single-handedly destroyed the executor? You don't have to say like the name of the pilot or whatever, just the, just the starfighter. Do you know the answer, Dwight? I'm actually you, drawing a blank this one. Do you know do you know what the executor was? No. Okay, so it was the big long Star Destroyer from uh from Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. The oh right, yeah, okay yeah, it I know. Star Destroyer A Wing. Yes, it was an A Wing.
0: <laughs> I've drawn a complete blank and just compl- I just kept going <laughs> back to Liz Which anyone who hasn't read the books, too bad, you don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Lysankia the Lanzanca died uh, running into a planet, which it, was
0: technically the largest one-man, the largest star one-man, one-man, in one-man existence. starfighter in
1: existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So that, uh, that's
0: what I was going for. I couldn't right. stop thinking about
1: that. All right, so uh, so let's see key scenes, other key scenes of the movie. Uh,
2: the rescue of the Wookies.
1: The rescue of the Wookies, and more specifically, since we're twenty minutes into the podcast, we can start talking about this. Um, what was the name of the maneuver? It was like a catch-22 or something like that. Yeah, I, I believe that was it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, she's like, wait, what? You're going to do it? He's like, yeah. And, of course, Kanan jumps out, and it was in the previews and everything. He pulls out. He attaches the hilt to his lightsaber. Did he explain that in the book?
0: I'm guessing. No, I don't think he explained that. I, I seem to remember him having it all in one piece in the book. But I could understand because it's, it's always been said that a lightsaber looks like a bunch of different things, uh-huh. like common technology, but maybe if you add the hilt to it, it lo- it's very, very much, uh, it looks like a lightsaber. Looks like a People lightsaber. Especially that,
1: especially that one, because it's very, right. it's like a bigger handle. I'm,
0: and I'm not sure it's the hilt so much as the focal lens on the front of it, because mm-hmm. it always sort of cuts scene and you lose track of which end was which
1: in the show. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, so, so first of all, Canon's lightsaber, uh, has the, has the, like, the hilt and the whatever you call it, what's the thing that, like, is there? You know what I'm talking about?
0: It doesn't really have a crossbar, but yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 but it's got, like, the little, like, a, like, almost, like, on a samurai sword. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? The... I don't know what a sword words are. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's the, the little cross piece that fits. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, I'm not sure as many samurai swords have that as you think they do. A lot of them don't,
1: actually have that. Well, that's fine if a lot of them don't, but like, you know what I'm talking yes, about? I, I it's in the style yes. of what a samurai sword might look like in a galaxy far, far away if it was a part of a lightsaber that was designed to make the character look more like a samurai.
0: How ridiculous? I have no idea what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, which, which I thought was interesting. I always like sort of variants on lightsaber styles. Actually, I think I didn't like this one as much as I liked uh, Count Dooku's lightsaber with
0: his weird bendy handle on the, bendy and the handle. fencing style yeah the
2: fencing
1: style his
0: fencing style was really cool
1: yeah, yeah. uh and uh and in and in the Darth Bane books they they talk about how you have the advantage you have the advantage with that lightsaber because fewer people use it so right. your combat style is going to be just slightly different than what people are used to so you're going to have have just that little bit of edge.
0: Which, as a Jedi, doesn't matter that much unless you plan on fighting other Jedi.
1: Right, but he's a Sith.
0: Right. But he trained for a long time with that as a Jedi. No,
1: he was a Sith the whole time. Oh, or, oh Dooku. Dooku, yeah, sorry. We're well, then maybe to Dooku. Dooku liked that style anyway. Yeah. Or maybe the Dooku, or maybe... I don't know. Because yeah, I some mean, guy
0: with a blaster has no idea what the most common lightsaber
1: Jedi is. Jedi also probably Jedi also probably uh, were preparing to fight the Sith for a thousand years. Mm, perhaps. Like, they weren't I mean, they weren't lying complacent and there were Sith. I mean, you know, they weren't like in full force, but and they're probably also we've seen that there's there's also dark side force users. You know there were, although you only talk about what is it like the, the twelve fallen Jedi or seventeen or so there's some number. I believe it was seventeen. Seventeen fallen Jedi. Uh, there's also, I mean, you've got, uh, uh, uh Assad's Ventress and and like the people of that level.
0: Right, but most of these kicked off uh, after Episode One, which I believe was after Dooku left the Order. After all, he was. Or it was around the time that he left the order. Right. I think I think he left the order just before episode 1 sometime within
1: 5 to 10 years just before that. I always thought it was I always thought it was after cuz I thought it was 10 well, I thought it was almost 10 years. So I always thought he it was connected to that eh, could uh, be to the to the whatever with um
0: Star Wars con- time gets really flexible in the prequels.
1: Yeah, um Cause there's 10 years between uh, episode one and episode two. Right. And uh, I was, yeah, I always thought that, um, that I always assumed that the shenanigans happened. Although I don't think that story was ever fully told. I always assumed that the shenanigans happened uh, right after episode one. Um, and there's some explanation in the Plagueis novel, but regardless also, also though, I would say we haven't, I would argue that we haven't, Heard very many stories in the era pre preceding episode one, like in the like post 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 Darth Bane to, uh you know ten a couple years before episode one. Right. There hasn't really there haven't really been stories told in that era, so there very well could have been dark side force users, and I I I would argue that there must have been. I mean, maybe they would be crappy, um, but. I I would say in the with the size of the of the of the everything and I mean the inquisitors I mean look at the inquisitors that we're going to have in rebels
0: I suppose and there is that uh what is it young jedi knight series where they're fighting uh Qui-Gon's first apprentice who still has his lightsaber if I recall
1: correctly Okay I don't I don't think I read that series um it's the it's the first Yeah hit. I know I know the no, no, I know no, the, the series okay. I know the series All right um it's it's important it's important it's important because it's all about the all the characters in new jedi order uh or, so, sorry
0: not young jedi knights it's um oh was it jedi apprentice yeah jedi apprentice there we go so the little kid yeah, star wars episode one book the little kid board, star books, wars
1: episode 1 book those are super important to canon why not
0: they're the only stories we have for that period so that's all we've got
1: oh with with quigon before first episode apprentice. 1 yeah
0: it's 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 Obi-Wan as a brand new, appra- shiny new apprentice yeah. and Qui-Gon hunting down
1: Qui-Gon's first apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cause we had, we also had, there was some comic series set in, in that same era. And you want to laugh about
0: little kids, couple. kids books. I laugh at comic books and I know that's probably not going to be popular among the people who,
1: who, who listen don't to listen to us because yeah, who don't listens. listen to this. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, well I would say there's, there's some stuff. I mean, I the thing about com- the thing about comic stories is most of them don't matter so they could have happened or they could have not happened like you know it doesn't okay. it, it, it it's a lot of times they're they're not a, they're they're more willing to use minor characters um in a in a more like in a more major role like that one guy who i forget what his name is he was in a bunch of comics and then and like original characters and stuff um, more so, rather with the with the books, it kind of has to be either it's got to be this guy's novel, like some some character, you know, Kenobi, and then it's just all about Kenobi, or it has to be about Luke Han and Leia, or it has to be about Obi Wan and Anakin, and um, even and even if it is about Yoda, it's still about some other people. All right. Fair anyway, enough. um, but so anyway, so the samurai thing, um, I really have li- I really liked have liked the sort of. I'm a samurai who shall never use my sword. I'm like I'm kind of on the fence. I kind of wish that he would have waited longer right to, to bring out his lightsaber.
0: Knowing in New Dawn how hard he worked to hide this, it's kind of a letdown that he brings it out in the first e- in the f- basically the first episode of yeah, the, yeah. the new show. Yeah. I think it would have meant a little bit more as a reveal if he had if there had been a situation where he him using it could have made a difference and he chose
1: not to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Dwight, you looked like you were going to say something. Yes, you were. Say it.
2: I mean, I, I thought that was pivotal and I liked that he pulled it out at that time.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so here's – so yeah, first of all, I think it would have been cool. I don't think it would have been realistic. It's really realistic that he would do that that's fair um, It's a,
2: it's a distraction yeah yeah no
1: no no. i think so so in New dawn he really he really really worked hard to not pull out his lightsaber and not use the force ever but this is clearly a different kanan because this kanan is is a is a hero right he's, he's no longer full the full-on hero he's He's Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. He's not Han er, He's Han Solo at the end of Star Wars a New Hope. He's not Han Solo at the beginning of Star Wars a New Hope.
0: Okay. And yeah, we don't actually know how long it's been between these two. He, yeah. he's made some friends. He's definitely
1: uh sort of brought himself back into the into the galaxy. I was and this is baseless, I think, but I was thinking it had been 5 years. Because okay. I was thinking that A New Dawn took place five years after Order 66. Um, and then this takes place uh, ten years after Order 66. But actually, it might not have been five years. It seems like an awful long time. Because he's, how old was he in? Because he was 14 when Order 66 happened. How old was he in A New Dawn? Because it said, I swear it said it. I, I, Dwight, you've been reading it.
0: I don't know, but I, I will no, say that I 14 that point, years yeah. after Order 66, or 15 years after Order 66, I mean, I guess that sort of fits with uh, like the Luke timeline, because Luke doesn't have a whole lot of years before A New Hope happens. So I suppose that that could work, depending on how long we think the Rebel Alliance has been kicking around.
1: Yeah, I'm, so do, 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 do a new Dawn. Let's see what time it takes.
0: And I, ha- I hate to bring back Star Wars books that have no relevance <laughs> and or may not have happened, but that's really where I come from. As a, no, Kendall continues point. to introduce me as that's that the person. But the, the young Han Solo books, the Han Solo trilogy or the Han Solo adventures, I can't remember which one, basically has him run into Agents of the Rebel Alliance, basically... As soon as he gets his first ship, when, he, when Han Solo is like, I think it's like 23, 24, so a, f- a fair amount of time before A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And okay. he's running into agents of the Rebels.
1: Okay, so according to Wikipedia, Star Wars A New Dawn takes place eight years after Revenge of the Sith, six years prior to Star Wars Rebels. Eleven years prior to a new hope.
0: All right, so six years is more than enough time for him to sort to definitely become a new yeah. kind of person. That you... sounds that sounds long. So that's well, that's still fourteen years. That's yeah, what you wanted, I mean, right? I know. I mean, it's exactly what you wanted. <laughs> that's the number. That's what you were going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, no, he was fourteen years old. So then he's twenty-two in. uh in a new, dawn. a new dawn and uh 28 in Star Wars rebels um but i think they've they've played with the timeline too they recently like officially even like mo- they moved the movies around a little bit so i don't i don't i don't know how that factors in but um but yeah, so it's been it's been years. It hasn't been right, okay. it hasn't been weeks, it hasn't been months,
0: it's I, been years. I was thinking it had been a year at most. But okay, that makes a lot more sense to me then.
1: Um and, and shoot, maybe he's used that maneuver before.
0: What, Catch 22 or the lightsaber? The lightsaber. Well, Maybe if he killed every imperial who was there, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it seems unlikely. Or if he did it, or if he did it. Okay, so maybe this- against
0: someone who didn't report to the empire. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Bounty this hunters is, this or something. Is gonna, like that. This is going to this is
1: going to bring me to the next thing. But Dwight, but Dwight, last point on the on this on this topic.
2: Was this the first Jedi you've encountered?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a
0: favorite moment in the episode, where. ISB agent Callus casually commits murder because someone got off a one-liner on him. Which actually kind of endears Callus to me. It definitely
1: and, and it's it's so that's so the Empire. They do not value life. Like that's that's so I think so important to the spirit of the original trilogy and and the spirit of the Empire over, over, over the, the, the old republic. Because obviously the Empire is the old republic, is is what we've sort of you know, the way that it, the way that it did, you know, growing up, you always thought that, that this empire was this bad guys that fought the old Republic, but really they just were the old Republic. So,
0: right. Callus uh, obviously, whether it's because he's upset or maybe annoyed that the the stormtrooper got a joke on him, or maybe just because he didn't like the fact that the stormtrooper saw him in a moment of weakness does not value his pawn at all. Mm.
1: Moment of weakness, I like that. I, that's that's interesting. Um, okay, so... Uh, so, oh crap, we looked up the name. The Deveronian... What's his name? We looked it up. It starts with a Z, right? No, it's a V. Visago? Visago, there Visago. we go. Visago, okay. So, when I was reading A New Dawn... Um, There was a lot about, you know, it was about Kanan working in a mine, and there was a decent amount of actual acknowledgement that things cost money in the Star Wars universe. Um, and my and my thought was, you know, and then you saw and then you saw uh uh Hera fly in in her fancy smancy ship, and and uh and and you know you know where's she getting where's she getting the money for gas? Right. You know, if she's just going around taking pictures of Imperials being mean.
0: She does mention that she has some financial backers. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't There's, say who they are or wh- how she met them. But. Yeah,
1: I assume it was. I assume, I hope it would be awesome if it was Bail Organa. Right.
0: The Alderanians.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, which is another thing. Like when you watch when you watch Star Wars: A New Hope, and you and you see them destroying Alderon, it's like you think that that's, you you think that that's not really the Rebel base and it's not the rebel base but it's definitely they're definitely rebel sympathizers right um but anyway um uh, and they're i mean they're nonviolent. we have no weapons yeah cuz you keep them all on Yavin 4 um <laughs> right they know better than to hide <laughs> weapons on their own planet that's the first place they look yeah yeah <laughs> uh um anyway uh blah, blah, blah. so um so I really like I really like Visago. First of all, the Deveronians are kind of a cool species, right? They really are. And and the only one we've ever seen is the one from Moss Eisley Cantina. Really, there may have been others that I feel like there might have been. Actually, there was. I'm picturing one in Episode Two. I think there was one in the Episode Two Cantina. Sure. Um. So we've seen them. We've seen them around, but I I haven't really known any even in the EU like any key characters
0: right they're not key characters they show up as support characters a lot of like maintenance crews and staff of just random x-wing squadrons and stuff like that mm-hmm. they're sort of a, one of the go-to support species but they never really have a character that sort of represents them as a yeah, I mean, as a main even, character or a character that anybody cares about like they're about.
1: probably more important than Clatoonians or uh no one cares um, about um, Weakway or Um whatever Dan whatever uh uh what shoot I can't remember his name now. Danic Jericho is Anasazi.
0: Anasazi, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The guys who basically put their tongues in your head and liquefy your your brain. Yeah. Eat your soup. Eat your soup, yeah, that's right.
1: And uh and what just happened? Oh okay. It's it's okay. It was my, uh, I bumped my flash drive, but we're not recording on my flash drive. Okay, so listeners, I apologize if you heard the. Bleep bleep. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, Danny Jerry. And, it, and freaking, I can't believe they brought him back for Tales of Jobs Palace. Ugh. His, his tales are weird. All of the tales like, were weird. Well, no, no, but his are like written in like Stream of Consciousness. Oh, yeah. Well, there is that. And, and it's like, I don't need I don't need stream of consciousness in my Star Wars books. It was an experiment. Do you need stream of consciousness in your Star Wars books, Dwight? No. <laughs> take take solace in the knowledge
0: that it was terrible, so they didn't do it again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I think, and I I don't know. I think the tales books I really do like the tales books, but uh, and the nice thing is, like, sort of like what I was saying about the comics. Most of the tales don't mat- like matter so little that they could have happened or they could have not happened. But they're not necessarily going to be contradicted. Uh, the the exception of being Tales of the Bounty Hunters because that was pretty uh, – Pretty
0: pivotal pretty, when you yeah. change uh, Boba Fett's backstory. Well, Bo-
1: yeah, Boba Fett's backstory but also just like a lot – like just there was just a lot of stuff that was very, very close to what was going on in the movies like in between scenes. Um, more so than even the, even the, even though every single Tales of the Mos Eisley Cantina story has where, where were you when, uh, Ponda Baba's arm got cut, chopped off. Right.
0: And anyway, I hate to say this, but I think we've gotten a
1: little bit off topic. <laughs> so let's get back to the, the movie. Right. In so, the, hopes so of so the Dever- But the point is the, Dever- the the fact that they're working for a, a Deveronian crime Lord dude to, to Pay for stuff. I really do like that, and also them being you know them being smugglers and everything. Right. He's not even cool. more of a crime ward. He's just kind of a fence. Uh, my understanding from what I read is that he's going to be more of a okay, like so a, he okay, like a low level crimey guy.
0: Eh, yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Okay. So, what other important scenes were in the were in the?
0: I suppose the final important scene that I can think of would probably be the rescue of Ezra from the Imperial star destroyer.
1: Yeah. So that was, that was fun. I think there was a lot of stuff with that sequence. I mean, one Zeb, I mean, Zeb leaves Ezra and, and whether he could have or not done it or like, I think that does say something about his character that he is willing to, uh, to do what needs to be done.
0: But at the same time, he still feels bad about it. Yeah, mostly after the fact. Yeah, well. And then he punches him when he sees him. When it's convenient. Yeah, he has this little, like, twitch, like, I think I can still get away with this, and then just slugs him right in the <laughs> face. It's a great moment, and Zeb is definitely my favorite character. And I just right don't
1: now. know, I don't know if he was, and he's like, I couldn't tell, you were wearing a helmet.
2: Bucket. <laughs>
1: yeah. bucket, Bucket, yeah. I love bucket.
0: the term bucket. Please use it more. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Especially, well, especially with those old like what are clearly like early scout trooper helmets or something like the different ones the flatter well, ones that's the thing the it's like they went to these
0: these flatter ones and then they sort of went back to the design that they had that the the scouts had in the clone wars because at the end of episode 3 you see those those scout troopers with Yoda that he kills who have a very similar design to the scout trooper armor helmets oh yeah so, so th- these are these are more just like reserve guards i don't even know what these helmets right, are. right
1: right well yeah it's it's something i mean it's it's maybe it's like what they tried you know what uh, styles go goes around comes around right. right it's sort of this weird combination
0: of death star trooper helmet and uh and and maybe the
1: it's like they painted the senate the Storm guard
0: combined i don't know and they had a stormtrooper helmet yeah, obviously
1: yeah. um which eh, they're okay i like i like More stuff, but also they. I mean, I think that the the appearance of the Star Destroyer and everything was was really good.
2: And in this scene, we actually see how Sabine uses her artwork as a weapon,
1: as explosion, right? Sabine
2: art explosion. Yeah, yeah. She draws a little rebel bird and then sets it off remotely, right? Right.
1: And you said, and you said when we we watched it the first time, you said it's nice that there's actually repercussions when there's an explosion. Right, because she actually blows a bunch of the stormtroopers out of an airlock, unlike uh, just, uh, I guess, blowing up a tie fighter and getting paint on the stormtroopers, like in the
0: in the trailer, in the tra- yes, in the and in the t- short, yeah. The stormtrooper, like the tie fighters, destroyed. Okay, fine, but the stormtroopers were perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I don't quite yeah. understand mm-hmm. how that happened, but
2: yeah, is um, barely survived. Right. And while we're still
0: talking about Collis and the, the mention of the helmet isn't too far in the past, I love the fact that he his helmet protects his uh, his sideburns, his mullet chops. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: Commander Sideburns.
0: That's yeah. fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that was, we didn't. I feel like we didn't see enough of his character. Aside from from him randomly killing the stormtrooper, we didn't see enough of his character to really get a sense of whether he's going to be a really cool villain or not.
0: But we will. And I'm yeah. pretty sure he's going to be a good villain to team up with our Inquisitor, Inquisitor who was revealed at yeah. the end, who is going to care even less about stormtroopers. And I'm excited to see that. <laughs> I sort of ex- I, I expect the Inquisitor to kill more stormtroopers than Callus does.
1: Than Callus, yeah. I don't know about Kanan.
0: Well, Kanan's already at like 30 something by now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kanan, Kanan's pretty awesome. He stole the speeder bike and shot five in about a So half at the end second. of
2: the season, we'll have a death toll. Of all the storms, okay. That you're, you it's your it's your can job do to that. keep track. I, I your have your no job interest to keep track, in doing Dwight. that. All right.
0: <laughs> we'll see if he kills more than Rambo.
2: All right. Kills
1: more than Rambo. All right. Um. So yeah, and the Inquisitor, the 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 moment where the Inquisitor looks up and it's like his eyes are just normal.
0: Right. He has vaguely yellow eyes through a blue hologram. I don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Wasn't the best uh, build-up. There I, were there were a few a few moments like that that were like I wish there was just a little more build-up. No, up no, in the, the build-up was, was fantastic.
0: Well, it was the, the payoff, reveal, the payoff, the payoff the, for the reveal was sadly disappointing.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't rather, know what they would have yeah. done else.
0: What they should I don't know what they should have done
1: differently. Was, eyes were glowing. His eyes
0: should have been glowing. His eyes. It could be said that his eyes were glowing a little bit because it was yellow in a blue hologram. I don't know what, what that was. Everything else other than him, than that was
1: blue. Yeah, well, they should have been glowing very brrr, Right, They could have. Like they could super. have. You can make, it a little it's better. really easy to make eyes creepy. That's eyes true. are like the creepiest thing in the world. And also, I was
0: pretty sure his eyes were open, and then they went to the re- the reveal build up, and he closed them again, and then he <laughs> opened them up again. Yeah, yeah, so it was, I don't. Yeah, it's sort of weird. It's kind of awkward.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah, anyway and there were there were there were a couple of scenes like that i really i i actually felt like the uh the lightsaber scene was a, there wasn't quite enough build up to it like the payoff was fine but there wasn't quite a, it, it was more it was more intense in the preview it was like they made right. it for the preview and then they tried to fit it into the into the actual uh movie um which maybe they did i don't know but uh but but generally i i really enjoyed it and and i and i was and i and i thought uh yeah you said the voice acting was good i thought the writing was good the the dialogue made sense um uh yeah the none of the characters annoyed me
2: the pacing was good where you didn't get bored between scenes at all you were still into the action right. you never right. gave up at but it all.
1: also cuz what i cuz i watch a lot of children's television um, cuz that's the kind of guy i am uh it wasn't add like i feel like a lot of times uh children's tv shows are just like boom 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 everywhere da, 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 da. and yeah so the usually the pacing is too fast um or it's too dumb or it's or you know there, or it just doesn't feel quite right but i felt like yeah i agree it was very smooth and i think that that has to do with uh with the director and the producers and all the people who worked on, on Clone Wars moving forward so they, you know, people know. And also, and even if people didn't work on Clone Wars, they, saw, they probably saw Clone Wars and, and saw what worked and what didn't. Right.
0: And they did a pretty good job with establishing shots and that kind of thing, just keeping up the style of Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was very, and very reminiscent of original trilogy particularly. Right.
0: It was nice that they threw in some of the, the original music too instead of just relying completely on uh new scores. Like I, I at one point I picked out the Skywalker
1: theme when Yeah, it was clearly it was clearly very I mean a lot of it was was very this is music from Star Wars. It was not like like Clone Wars uses it, but it does like it's sort of variants, you know, most notably the theme to just the Clone Wars is which used to really annoy me. Doesn't so much anymore. But it's as opposed to da 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 it's Yeah. which used to really annoy. They
0: used that every single opening of an episode, didn't they, for the for the the narrator. Yeah, I think so. Probably I could see why that would get annoying if you really hated
1: that. Yeah, I mean well actually I I mostly just hated it when I saw the movie and then by the time I decided to watch the show, I had gotten over it. But um, still, you know, because they had a different guy. They had a different guy arrange the 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 scores from uh, for for Clone Wars. Um, besides, it wasn't John Williams. And for this, I felt like it was it was like the audio was pulled directly from the movies for the for those um for for those songs. Like it was the it was those recordings. It was not. There was not a difference in in the arrangement. There may have been like some subtle differences or something, but it was on. I mean, and I'm I'm wondering if that's going to be true of the whole series or if that was just because of these first two episodes right. or what. It he would, was
2: credited, John Williams. Was. John Williams was
1: credited just like straight up.
2: Um, well, they, I saw his name in the credits before he came down. They probably had to credit him if they're using. They had the to credit him
1: for something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's let's uh. Let's IMDb it real fast. I think we're we're almost ready to wind down here. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. And in the meantime, uh, Dwight, let's start with you. What are your final thoughts on this episode?
2: I'm um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I really want to see where this team goes and the development of Ezra as a Padawan. I mean, in this era, that they're, they're developing the rebel the rebellion and see how it ties into how they're gonna build up. This big force that counteracts the Empire, see where they're going to go from there when there's only, you know, six of them in the Ghost. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, story-wise, I think it'll be interesting to see how they develop their contacts, or if they are already their backstory has contacts and then they'll just interact with them again you assume this isn't the first job they've got done for visago the De- Deveronian mm-hmm. since they've said that he's a recurrent or they're a recurring source of income for him um as far as the overall show goes i hope that as you said they keep up the quality and that they don't take the easy way out of of cutting resources and but they, they get a little sloppy as the show goes on. But I expect that they'll keep up the same quality since they anticipate putting out as much star, good Star Wars high-quality stuff as they can. Mm.
1: All right. Uh, my final thoughts is that it was freaking awesome, just like everything is. Uh, and I haven't found the... Control-F, John... Okay. Billy D Williams is going to be Lando Calrissian in unknown episodes. Because what have you seen Billy D <laughs> Williams do lately? Well, he does a lot of voice acting actually. Like he was a, he does his Robot Chicken
0: as his, as Lando Calrissian.
1: No, he does other stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay, I can't find I don't
0: know, the only thing I can think of is um Darn it's it's completely slipping my mind. It was a real time strategy game. Oh, Red Alert! They did. Uh, he did one of
1: the latest Red Alert. He games. was he was a character in Titan Force and Ma- Titan Maximum. Yay! The the <laughs> adult Adult Swim. I think uh, uh, Billy D. Williams. I'm on IMDb. Let's see what he's done recently. Let's see how big of a jerk Nick is. Known for Star Wars. Rebels. He was in the Star Wars Detours TV series. Oh, that didn't. that got canceled. Um, his name was Fudge Turnover on Robot Chicken. He played Or fu- er, well, Fudge Turnover. Fudge Turnover was one of the characters he played on Lo- Lo- Robot Chicken. He was on NCIS, on Glee, on The Rebels. He was in the Lego Movie as Lando.
0: He has a lot of credits as Lando. That seems to be his most common uh
2: most common thing.
1: In the Yoda Chronicles, he was Lindo Calrissian, Lando's father. That
2: only makes sense.
1: <laughs> he was Billy D. Williams <laughs> in Modern Family. I think that's the other thing is he plays Billy D. Williams kind of a lot.
0: Oh, there we go. It wasn't Red Alert, it was Command and Conquer. He's the president, I believe.
1: Alright. Um anyway, yeah, now that we have yeah, Titan maximum.
2: Cuz I always liked Lando's Admiral character. There were two sides to him. He was good and he was bad at the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So, uh, let's see what's a good sign off. Uh, keep rebelling. You don't need a cause.
2: May the force be with you.
0: Long live the empire.